Hey, it's Denise here with a super exciting announcement for listeners who are in the UK or in nearby Europe. I am coming to London to headline the next Expert Empires event. And it's Thursday the 23rd and Friday the 24th of March in 2023. Oh my God, I am so excited. I can't wait to come back to the UK connect with all of our beautiful community there and I would love to see you if you're nearby and Expert Empires is such an incredible event a lot of my friends have spoken there and it is an incredible business training and networking event for entrepreneurs like us with expert businesses and I will be so excited to be headlining there so uh, the founder and creator of the Empire Group is uh, Nick James and One of my other co-speakers there is Joe Wicks, who is the body coach, best-selling author, and TV presenter too, and lots of other amazing guests. So you can come and join us, spend two days working on your business, discovering how to grow and engage your audience and boost your cash flow. Now, if you want to get tickets to come and see me in London, and it will be in Wembley, oh my God, Wembley, head to expertempires.com slash DDT as in Denise Duffel Thomas, expertempires.com slash DDT for more info and to grab your tickets. Now, thanks for listening. Let's dive into today's episode of Chill and Prosper. Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey there, gorgeous. It's Denise here, and today is another Ask Me Anything episode. This is part four. Um, we've got, you know, one to three, obviously, that we've already done. And in these episodes, I answer questions that have come in from various places. Every time we get a question, I don't know, on the like blog or someone emails us, we pop it into a document and um, I'm getting through them all, which is really, really fun. So it can be a little bit random, but there's always something in here for everybody. It's a mixed bag, pick and mix of juiciness and goodness. So I'm just going to jump straight in, in no order or anything like that. Um, But the first question is around self-worth and money. And this is a really great place to start about detaching your self-worth from the roller coaster of your income. Because it's really tempting to feel really good when the money is good and then really low when the money is kind of low. And the thing is, when you're in business for yourself, sometimes there there is those high highs, you know, and we do have to detach our self-worth from money because money doesn't make you perfect or a good, you know, a good person necessarily. So my answer is... Um, Always working on your self-worth, self-love and acceptance is the key to everything. Um, Obviously, money can make your life easier, but you can slap millions of dollars into someone's life. It doesn't mean that they're going to like and accept themselves anymore. And actually, we can look at that from lottery winners. You know, within five years, something like 80 or 90% of lottery winners have lost all of their money. Because if they had dysfunction in their life, it sometimes it amplifies that, right? So that's why I always say to people, it doesn't matter what you're trying to achieve in your life. If you can work on self-love and acceptance, that will be the key. So EFT, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Um, and then that way, it's money is just money. Money is a tool. It's not a literal 
indication of your self-worth as a human being. It just is what it is. And then when you detach from it, then you can go, oh, I can charge high prices without feeling like it's me. Oh, I can charge, like, then your pricing is not related to you as a human being either. The price is just the price. Money is just money. So you do that with a lot of self-love and acceptance work, whether that's inner child work, just lots of tapping. It could be mirror work. Um, Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, is all about self-love and acceptance. And that's the only thing I strive to do. It's also, incidentally, the only thing I teach to my children. I'm not sitting down. Like I do talk to them about money and I try and make sure I have neutral to positive conversations about money. But what I'm really interested in teaching them is self-love and acceptance because then who they are can truly shine and I can't control who they're going to be, but I can absolutely um, role model that, striving for self-love and acceptance because it's never a destination, it's a journey. And that's the only thing you can do, all of us. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And this relates to the next question is when someone says, you're too expensive, or if you really cared about us, it should be free. So it's a pricing question. How do you handle that? Well, again, my answer is self-love and acceptance because then you can just go, okay. Like if someone says, you're too expensive, you go, that's fine. Like it's true for you. That's okay. But it doesn't mean that me as a human being is too expensive. It's just the price that is a mismatch to you. And um, so sometimes people wonder how I can be so zen with some of these things where I just go, okay. Um, I don't take it that personally because I know that even if someone thinks I'm too expensive, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Do you hear the difference? And so then it's like, you're never going to have a price. I always say this, right? There's no such thing as a critic proof price. No, in no way can you ever find a price that everybody's going to be happy with. So what can you do? You can deeply and completely love and accept yourself. So then it's like, yeah, well, that's the price. It's fine. It's fine that you think it's too expensive. I don't judge you for it. I don't judge me for it. It is what it is. So it just sounds very zen, but it honestly just comes back to, I love and accept myself and I'm okay with it. <sighs> yeah. All right. So this next question is just about comparisonitis. How do you not compare yourself to other people? And it's tricky. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. So the honest answer for me is I I do not watch. If I find that someone's triggering me, um, sometimes I unfollow them. I'm just like, I don't need to know. I don't need to see. But in the start of my business, when I had so much comparisonitis, um, I did a little affirmation that was really good. I would see it and I'd put my hand on my heart and I'd say, good things are happening to me too. Good things are happening to me too. And I actually used this literally only a week ago. So you might think, oh yeah, but Denise is fancy and rich now. She never feels that. I still do. And I saw someone and I was like, good things are happening to me too. Because it was a reminder. It was almost like a gratitude reminder to say, yeah, but look what you're doing. And like, you're doing some cool stuff too. Um, so try that because... Yeah, there's always going to be someone who is getting something that you want at a time when you're not having it or, you know, there's lots of reasons. Um, and you can just say, good things are happening to me too. And sometimes it's that affirmation that not only changes you and just goes, oh, yeah, that's right. But it, it's also a really good manifesting affirmation, right? Of like, good things are happening to me too. Checks are in the post, money in the post. 
Um, so hopefully that helps. But also it's totally fine um, if someone is triggering you. Yes, you can do some mindset work and see why. But sometimes people like it just not a good fit and you're allowed to just unfollow them. That's fine too. It's totally cool. Okay, so this is a question about um, upgrading. Okay, so oh, this is a good one because people sometimes with money mindset work, some people present it as like more, bigger, better, faster, richer, um, blingier, that kind of thing. So I'm not a celebrity archetype. A celebrity archetype in money archetypes is often about outward um, things of success, you know, so you can love really designer things and like, you know, big stuff. And so that's often what wealth is associated with in our society is shiny, wealthy, that kind of thing. But what if you don't like that? What if you're not interested in that? What is wealth to you? So we all have to start giving ourselves permission to define what wealth feels like for us. What does it feel like to you? Um, And that could be living in a tiny house, um, having handmade shoes from a sustainability company, um, having a, a very small curated wardrobe of clothes. It could be having designer clothes as well, like there's no right or wrong. It could be that you just want to feel comfortable. You know, it, it, no one has to spend their money in the, in the same way. So sometimes people resist money mindset work because they think it's all about being something that they're not. Instead of realizing that it's about being who you are and giving yourself permission to double down on that. Um, like today I'm wearing, um, I'm wearing like Ugg boots, uh, tights, uh, a musical shirt that I bought off um, Facebook Marketplace and like my favorite Hamilton hoodie, you know. And so I love, I love thrift shopping. I love it. Um, I love when I go to a musical that I can buy everything on the merch stand if I want to. I don't, I don't, have I got a handbag? Yeah, I do have at least one handbag now. Um, but I didn't really for a long time because it just wasn't my thing, you know. So you can choose. You can choose. And sometimes we're not, we don't realize that we're allowed to choose. We feel like we have to get what we're given or there's only one way to do success. And I find, again, if I come back to self-love and acceptance, that really helps you to discern what would feel good for you because sometimes we've never been able to have the choice. We've never felt like we're worthy of buying what we want to buy. And you can go and test things out and see what feels good. Um, You know, I've gone into designer stores and I've tried things out and sometimes they feel really good. And sometimes I go, oh, this is why I I didn't like this. Um, But you can practice and try it out. There are no rules. There are no rules. Okay, um, last question before the break. So how do you deal with when you're up-leveling in your business? So it might be up-leveling prices or branding or whatever. And there's that shift between old and new clients. This is a good one, right? Because you know when you're just like, oh, I'm just, I want to work or I want to work in a different area or work with different clients. And so some people leave because they're no longer a fit, but the new ones haven't come in yet. It's that lag, that lag time. And it really is a manifesting thing too, is we say, oh, we want this. And it's that feeling, it's that lag time of like, dude, where's my stuff? Where are all these people? Sometimes we expend so much energy on the decisions of like, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? You kind of forget that you also need to still do the logistics of telling people about what you do. Okay, so I used to have clients who'd go, well, I've increased my prices now, Denise. Now what? Where are my clients? And I'm like, you still have to market the thing, dude. And they go, oh, 
because it, it took them so much courage and energy to increase their prices that that felt like the work. And they were like, but I've done the work now. And I know I've done this myself. I'm like, but I've done the work. And it's like, yeah, but now you need to tell people about it. And they go, but I just want to manifest the clients. And you go, yeah, marketing is how you manifest clients. So don't forget that we still have to do those basics all the time. And when you meet the universe halfway, the universe opens a thousand more doors for you. Okay, so you still have to meet the universe halfway. <laughs> All right, let's have a little breaky break and I've got more questions in a minute. Bye. Hi, Denise. Uh, Zoe Kloss here. I support people with a visible difference, such as facial paralysis, um, to follow the career or the business of their dreams and not be held back uh, by mindset issues and by the stigma that is still attached to a visible difference. Uh, so I'm a business and confidence coach myself. And um, Phil and Prosper is amazing. I love the case studies and well, I, I, yeah, I love the mindset issues. Um, mindset is absolutely everything exactly as you say. And um, I, I'm taking my time to read your book because I keep having to stop and take action, concrete action on stuff that you're talking about in there. Um, so amazing. Uh, yeah, okay, I still have some time. Right, um, the other thing is, um, yeah, the whole issue about I can't afford it, um, the issue about, I love the, the tip you gave, for example, if you don't want to commit to too much work for clients right now, that one of the easiest things you can do is just offer an hour's worth of your time. Hey, welcome back to um, more Q&As with Denise DT. I'm loving these AMAs. Um, I think I'm going to try and do one at least once a month in the podcast stuff, unless you guys really hate them, but um, let me know. I've enjoyed doing them, so... Okay, so let's jump straight back in. So this is a question of saying, Denise, you're a multimillionaire. How do you stay motivated? Okay, I love this question because I feel like it's... It's a fear that we have of like, if I get too successful, something bad's going to happen. I'll get lazy or I'll get complacent or I'll have no joy in my life because there's nothing to strive for. I look, I can just tell you, I'm like, I'm rich, but I'm not like mega, 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 mega wealthy. Like I'm not like a billionaire. I'm sure I'd be great at being a billionaire, but it's like there's always life, right? I think sometimes people think you just cross over into this threshold where suddenly everything in your life is perfect. Um, you know, there's still life stuff. That's the first thing I want to tell you. So, you know, kids will poop themselves. Dogs will eat Lego and you have to take them to the vet. Your car tires will pop. Like there's just still so much life stuff that you have to deal with. Nothing is ever perfect at any point. You know, it doesn't matter how rich you are, you will have loss in your life. You'll never, you know feel 100% confident, blah, blah, whatever. Right? So that's the one part of it. The second part is, is it opens up so much space that you never even thought was possible. And so you're never going to get bored unless you're someone who is like a super boring person now. You are just going to be exactly who you are just with more money. Like there's been a few people who have been like, oh, you seem so different, Denise, now. And I go, no, this is what I was like when I was a kid. I was so... um like I loved musicals and shows and ideas and um, 
And I felt like I actually lost a lot of that in the adultness and not having money. And so I'm not different. I'm actually who I've always been. I've just got money now to like play with it and make it happen. Um, And so there's like now I'm like, oh, I'll invest in a musical. Oh, I'll do this. And so some of my tastes have shifted and changed as I've made more money, but actually I've just become who who I have always been, if that makes sense. Um, But I think the question comes from this fear of like, it's not going to be as good as I thought it would be, or there's actually going to be a lot of downsides. And so if you're in money boot camp, and you're listening to this, go and revisit negative consequences always. What are the negative consequences of my dream coming true? Because that gives you valuable information then to go, oh, that's because I've got this money mindset thing or I've got this money block that bad stuff's going to happen if I'm too comfortable um, or it's not safe for me to be comfortable. Um, but I can just tell you it's really fun <laughs> to make money. And I've done an episode, I don't know if it's out yet, but um, of uh, what I invest my money in, you know, and I like, I love buying old cars for my farm and I love, I've invested in a musical. And so there's always something new to do. And like, if I was a vampire, I'm sure I'd just find more hobbies to do. You know, there's always new books to read. There's always new challenges. There's always new challenges of life as well. You know, I'm um, in my forties now and now I'm dealing with like perimenopause stuff, you know, and then there'll be different phases of life where I have to deal with different things. So you're still going to be a human with all the complexity of that, and it will just be you with more money. I think that's where that question's coming from. It's feeling like, yeah, I'll be perfect, or it won't be as good as I, I, I thought. <laughs> all right, next question is, um, how do you avoid having shiny object syndrome? Okay, it's totally okay for you to be that. Okay, I, oh god, I've said this so many times. This is a this is an alchemist um, thing, right? So, if you're an alchemist in um, money archetypes, go to denisedt.com slash quiz, find out if you're an alchemist. Actually, just send me a DM. I'll send you straight to the thing because you won't have the patience to get through 62 questions. Anyway, just send me a DM if you think you're an alchemist. I'll just send you this straight to the opt-in for it. You don't even need to do the quiz. Um, the problem with alchemists is that they have been told so many times that they're flaky, that their ideas have no value and that you can only achieve in life if you follow through. And that's not true. There are certain people in this world who are here to generate ideas, to spark off possibilities, to come up, to breathe ideas into the world, to be a a doula for other people's ideas. The problem is that if you are that kind of person and you try different businesses and you try them to completion, it's never going to work. You're not meant to be that. It's like if you're a midwife, a literal midwife, and you give birth to the baby and then you feel really bad. You're like, oh, well, I'll come home with you and I'll help you raise the baby till it's 18. It's not your job. You're there to hand the baby off to the family. That's it. And so sometimes you have to put yourself into a, um, a business or a situation where you can work on a lot of different things and be multi-passionate and not have all of them be your business. So it could be, I'll give you some examples, but go and go to the denisedt.com slash quiz or send me a DM. Um, it's, like being an idea generator for other people, being a consultant for other people where you just brainstorm ideas all day, um, being a professional problem solver where people come to you and you just help them solve problems. It's a thing. You could do it by the hour at retreats, uh, like in a VIP day. Um, you can be an affiliate marketer and market a lot of different people's programs. You can just like be a consultant for hire where you just turn up and 
bring sparkle and joy into other people's programs. You do not have to do business like everyone else. Okay, so that's I'm super passionate about that. Um, oh, I, I'm sure I've done an episode about this too. Let me just quickly check because I've got the list. Um, yes, I knew I had. If you go to this podcast, it's episode, it's called Are You Too Flaky to Be in Business, to Be Successful in Business. It's episode number nine. Episode number nine for all of those multi-passionate, random, flaky, shiny object people. You're an alchemist. That's a thing. You're allowed to be. Okay. <sighs> I got on, I got onto like a little rant there. What to do when you feel like you're doing all the work and you're still stuck? And that that's hard, right? When you're like, but I'm doing all the tapping. Like, where's my stuff, universe? Um, there's a couple of things, right? One is that sometimes the work stirs up other stuff. You know, like a muddy puddle, it looked nice and clean and clear until you got a stick in there and then you're like, oh, why did I do that? Now everything's bad. Um, Sometimes you've got some cleanup to do. You know, so if you're someone who's had really messy, really messy financial situation for a while and you start to look at it and start to clean up stuff, you might find for a little bit, it's like, oh, I forgot I had this debt. Oh, I forgot I had that debt. And it feels like you're being punished, but you're not. It's just it it takes some cleanup work to do. The other analogy I use is, you know, when you start a new skincare regime and then you get pimples and you're like, this sucks. You feel like you're being punished. The gunk was already there. Like it's just raising it to the surface. And sometimes you have to persist. Sometimes though, you just need some extra support. Like you don't have to, um, it doesn't have to be hard and horrible. You're allowed to take breaks um, and you're allowed to simplify things. Sometimes people are stuck because they're in analysis paralysis. They're trying to do everything or they're stuck because they just like they're really in a perfectionism thing that they they're not allowing themselves to take baby steps. They're not even acknowledging the baby steps. So when in doubt, always go back to self-love and acceptance, doing some tapping work, doing decluttering is a great way to move the energy. When in doubt, shave your legs. Um is what I say in Money Boot Camp because I say if you've decluttered everything, just go and shave your legs because sometimes it's just the process of taking an action to create space like makes you unstuck. It really does. It's funny how it works. When in doubt, shave your legs. Okay, um, we've probably only got time for one or two more questions, but check out the other AMAs as well because there's always there's always something and you can always send me a question too. Um, writing a book with an abundance mindset. This is an interesting one. I there's no other information from that, but I've I think there's something there for writers. We still think that our words do not have value. And we're still being told that writing is a job that you'd make no money out of. So if you want to write a book, I think there's some unlearning there of like it's safe for me to make money from my words. I did this about God, even like three years ago, I realized I would say to people, they'd go, how are your books going? And I'd go, well, actually, books are just such a small part of my overall business model. Like I really see them as business cards. I don't care if they make money. And I was like, what am I doing? My books are great. Like it's okay for me to make money out of my books. And so like I think the year before I'd made like $35,000 from book royalties and and then I did money mindset work on it. The next year I made like 80000 on book royalties. And it was just because I was like, it's safe for me to be a wealthy writer. It's safe for me to make money out of writing. Um, And so I think every profession has things to learn about that. And um, 
Yeah, we do. We have a lot of things we have to unlearn about our profession and who is allowed to make money and what is allowed to make money. Um, okay, and the last question here is how do you keep a, an abundant mindset when you're feeling nervous, you know, about the economy or you're not feeling super abundant? So there's a couple of things. So one, you can do gratitude work. That always makes me feel abundant. I'm so grateful for – and you can just go, I have food in the cupboard. I have clean water to drink. I have – uh, you know, oxygen, clean oxygen to breathe. I'm safe. I, you know, things like that just to go, I'm, I'm safe. I'm, I'm grateful. That can really, really help. Um, and then sometimes it's different, right? I like to go to an abundant place, you know, a nice fancy hotel, even if you're just ordering a water, being in a, a space of abundance that might not even be fancy for you. It might be just somewhere like um, the ocean, you know, it's free to go visit the beach and you can feel abundant there anyway. So it's, um, and then I find affirmations can be really good too. So it's just, it's safe for me, safe for me to feel abundant. Um, you can also write down a list of all the things that you're worried about, you know, and really just acknowledge that and then, you know, give yourself permission to just, it is okay for me to be worried and stressed. Why am I worried and stressed? And then you can give, it gives you something to, um, to work on. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's totally safe for all of us to feel abundant every day. All right. One more final thought after the break and I'll see you in a sec. Hi, Denise. I'm Razan from Pretoria, South Africa, and I loved listening to Get Rich Like a Bitch and Chill and Prosper on Audible. Your books helped me to give myself permission to want to have my own business and to enjoy being a businesswoman while still being a good wife and a good mother. And it helped me to realize that I can have a business that works around my priorities of um, being a wife and a mom while still living myself out in the business world and in making money because it's so much fun for me and I love doing business and seeing how I can make money for myself. So thanks so much. I started my own company um, in the past few weeks while listening to Children Prosper after doing my husband's digital marketing for the past few years. And it's given me the confidence, reading your books and working on my mindset has given me the confidence to talk to my friends about it, tell everyone about my business instead of being afraid of putting myself out there. And this week I signed my first client and I got a note from someone saying they found me so refreshing and authentic and inspiring, which just blew me away. And it just is encouraging to realize that you can, I can be that for someone else by showing up and being who I am. Lots of love from South Africa. I want to share a quote that I've shared many times. It's from Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. And um, she said, money is fun to make, fun to spend, and fun to give away. And every time I'm kind of feeling a bit like, I don't know, you know, less than positive about my business, which does happen sometimes, I just always remind myself of those words and go, no, money is so fun to make. Wow, money is so fun to spend and money is so fun to give away. And it really brings back just that little like spark of excitement for me. So try that. That's from Sarah Blakely. Money is fun to make, fun to spend and fun to give away. All right. Have a fun, abundant week and I'll see you next week on Chill and Prosper. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.